I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. I've got two interviews for you this week. The first is from 2022 Grammy nominees, David Arkenstone and Voter Kellerman. Their album Pangea is nominated in the New Age category. David Arkenstone is a multi-instrumentalist who has built his reputation across some 60 albums, uh, most of them kind of in that New Age vein. Voter Kellerman is a South African flute player who has been working in world fusion for years. Arkenstone has had five Grammy nominations and Kellerman has had three and one in 2015 for his collaboration with Indian producer Ricky Cage. The album was Winds of Samsara. The two will be competing against each other this year since Cage is nominated again, this time for a collaboration with Stuart Copeland. While Pangea is a world fusion album that is kind of like a hymn for a more unified, peaceful planet, there is no peace in Ukraine. I've got another report from the war zone there when I talk with electronic artist Vanavi, also known as Andrei Ivanov. Since we last spoke, he has moved some Zaporizhia, where there is a nuclear power plant, across the country to the northwest near Belarus. He says it's like the apocalypse there. That's all coming up. Supporting Echoes and the Echoes podcast is Spotted Peccary Music. Their latest releases include Noctilucent by electronic artist Jeff Greinke. Jeff has been a pioneer of soundscaping music since the mid-1980s, releasing several solo albums, most of which are marked by an experimental nature and a sense of ambience and space. His new release, Noctilucent, means night shining, and this is music that strikes a balance of tranquility and menace that can be found in the dark. It is a deeply ambient album with a substrata of melody that pulls you through its atmospheres. Jeff Greinke's Not Too Lucent is available as a digital-only release on Amazon, iTunes, and SpottedPeccary.com. And now, let's take a trip around the world with Voder Kellerman and David Arkenstone. The sound of world fusion music is more than just the mixing of sonic cultures from across the globe. It's also a metaphor for the world coming together. As Grateful Dead drummer Mickey Hart once told me, you can't hate someone when you're playing music with them. That was the idea of Pangea. That's a collaboration between California multi-instrumentalist David Arkenstone, best known for his new age music, and South African flute player Voter Kellerman. Pangea was the name of the supercontinent when the Earth was a single landmass before splitting into the continents we know today. David Arkenstone and Voter Kellerman, like many before them, use it as an example of Earth's unity. If we can use the Pangea as sort of a metaphor of how, especially now, 
people should get their act together and just be one people. We're one species, so, you know, please. Yeah, and I mean, instrumental music can often convey a message even clearer than music with words because you can kind of say things that are not sayable in words. Basically, we just kept it in mind while creating the music. And I believe that in a way that the message of the album then just happens to be in all the songs because it was just at the root of the album. Speaking to the two musicians on Zoom, Arkenstone is in his home studio in Arroyo Grande, California, and Kellerman is on a trip in Las Vegas. The album was created remotely with the two artists an ocean away from each other since Kellerman was trapped by the pandemic in Australia for nearly two years. We did it all remotely and it worked beautifully. I was surprised. David sent me those files and they were already pretty amazing, so I found it quite tricky to find something that would do a justice, uh, that would fit, uh, but still have my unique voice in it. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was really knocked out. A fun aspect to it was, Voter was in Australia, and I'm in California, and so I would send him something, and then in the morning, there would be like the flute parts sometimes, and it was like, it was pretty neat open your email, it's like, oh yeah, let's see what this juicy thing is. Desert Moon is a track that opens the album and it takes you on a Middle Eastern caravan ride. Arkenstone had already crafted much of the track with samples, including vocals. David had programmed those incredible vocals, which was planned uh, initially to be very much in the background, but then we thought, why don't we get um, a vocalist to sing those? And then we, we sent it to Aeon was, was um, I think, the first person that came to mind for that kind of music, so we sent it to her. She was wonderful. Yeah, she just lifted the track in a, a whole another step, and um, we were so happy that we did that. thing I like about that track is that usually when you hear Middle Eastern music, you hear a wooden flute or a nay flute or something like that. Porter didn't really try to get that tone out of the silver flute, I don't think, because you can't, Yeah, really. It's yeah. metal. It's made out of metal. Yeah. So even if you have the greatest head joint in the world, I think it's still going to sound pretty metal or just like a standard flute. I like that juxtaposition of sonic styles. Thank you. 
Gallman played a range of silver flutes from a contrabass flute to a fife, and he extends the range of his winds using different extended techniques as well as turning his flute into a percussion instrument. I think the flute is just such an interesting instrument and it's got all these extended techniques that you can use. I, I use pad sounds for example, just the sounds of the pads which can sound like tuned drums and just breathy sounds with a lot of breath and not so much tone. You can play in a classical way, you can play in a jazzy way, you know you can do beatboxing on the flute. So it's just such an expressive instrument and I just love using all the tools you know, in the shed. The song First Rain is based on that percussion technique. I actually had this contrabass flute solo that I had been working on and I sent it to David and I said, can we do something with this? And he was, yes, but you know, because it was a solo piece, it wasn't in time. It had very flexible timing. It was not a pretty thing. That tempo map was not pretty. <laughs> I mean, when we tried the, the, the chora player, we had a chora player come in and play on it, and he was so great, and he knew that thing. I couldn't believe it. I was surprised when we were in the studio that he knew it so well. I thought, this is going to be a bitch to get this, but he practiced and rehearsed it, so... Dragungana taps the voice of South African singer Mbuso Koza. He sings in Zulu. He did tell me at the time, I'm trying to remember, but it was about a new world, I think the sun and nature. He took some very ancient lines from um, centuries ago. So there's a lot of depth there that people might not pick up, you know, because he's also a historian, Mbuso. Probably uh, one of the leading historians in South Africa. So he's really very deep into the long history of, of African music. So he brought many of those elements. Arkenstone sometimes cross cultures in unexpected ways. Taranaki Rises takes its name from a volcano in New Zealand. It began on Arkenstone's keyboards, again using samples, creating an Africa meets Maori tribal sound. But it took on new life when Kellerman brought in a traditional musician from South Africa. Yeah, David came up and then we added um, Pops Muhammad, is this, you know, South African roots musician absolutely amazing and he, he played all the African traditional instruments to give it you know the feel that we ended up with because David I mean in, in his initial 
David, I think we used three of your beds and then we did some of mine and then you sent me some more things. And I think Taranaki Rises was one of the later ones. And it really helped to get Pops in. And um, he just did it at his home studio in Johannesburg. And he actually had to completely retune some of his instruments to make this happen. It took a long time. It was a huge amount of work. And then for us to process it, because the tuning turned out to be quite a problem, but we kind of figured it out in the end. Then Pops played the mbira, the kora, the khoisan mouth bow, the wind whistle, bird whistle, and the Indian chime. <laughs> so those are all the instruments that he added. And it really gave it a beautiful energy. David Arkenstone and Voter Kellerman actually played together was on some music videos for the album. We played together on the beach. No, that wasn't really playing. That was lip syncing, wasn't it? I was playing my guitar and he was playing his flute. And that's the first time we played together. Recorded in the midst of pandemic lockdown across 2020 and 2021, the duo couldn't have foreseen the coming of the Ukrainian war in 2022. In the liner notes of the song, A New World, express the hope that a divided world can forge a new identity where we stand and work together. I wonder if this makes their project a little naive and maybe hopeless in this moment. It's even more important. It's like, geez, we really need that on this planet. Yeah, you know, in these divided times, uh, we need less judgment and more openness, sort of a more giving, loving environment. The world seems to be going the opposite direction right now. Pangea by Voter Kellerman and David Arkansas is out now. David Arkansas also has a new solo album out, Avalon, Between Earth and Sky. Pangea is nominated in the New Age category of the Grammy Awards, which take place on April 3rd. I will have a link to Pangea in the posting for this podcast, and we'll see if they take home the statue at this Sunday's Grammy Awards. And now we're going to hear from the electronic musician Van Avi, also known as Andrei Ivanov. Van Avi is his uh, last name in reverse. We play him on the show a lot, and we interviewed him from his home studio in Ukraine in 2019. I talked to him again about three weeks ago as the Russian invasion began to make incursions into Ukraine. I caught up with him again on Riverside on Monday, March 21st. It was 7 p.m. Ukraine time. Last time I spoke with him, he was in a lights-out air raid condition. This time, he wasn't in darkness since he'd moved to a location that wasn't being shelled yet. 
Well, you look like you're in a nicer space this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are in the village in Western Ukraine, and and we can turn lights on in the evenings. It's in nowhere, so it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me where you are? Um, I'm in a Rivne region in the village, but it's actually close to to the Belarusian border. Oh, yeah. So, so the northern northern part of the country, then the northwest part. Yeah, northwest west part. Right. So I I kind of freaked out when you know shortly after I interviewed you, I saw that they were you know coming into Zaporizhia, which is where you were where you live, right? Yeah, yeah. So they still trying to take control of a smaller like cities and villages. But the city is, is well pre- prepared for for fight. But still, I think uh, we we decided to move after the news uh, when they uh, attacked a nuclear power plant close to my city. We decided we need to find a better place. At least we have a relatives in western part, so it's always good option. And I think you, we can. Um, go back at some point ah you, you think you'll be able to go back at some point well why do you think that it's 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 actually a tough uh decision to that we made to move here but when we moved from the city i had this uh like idea that there there's a possibility that we are not going back and i think it's the the most uh, devastating feeling <laughs> that I had had in my life. It's it's like we have friends and relatives, uh, and yeah, it's super sad. I can imagine. Um, so I asked you last time about you know that they were having civilians like yourself join militias or something something like that. Yeah. To fight? Has that happened to you yet? Have people you know done that? I know a couple of peers that in the uh, like local defense in Zaporizhia. And I actually, while I was in Zaporizhia, we gathered together and cooked some food for those local defense uh, guys. In this village, my uncle is in the local defense. Everyone actually want to get a gun and defend their homes here. Uh huh. Okay, so you have a day job, right? Mm. You're not a musician full time, are you? I was, uh, and still a freelance composer. So basically, I have I have no day job. It's just uh, doing freelance stuff. Right. So, but that must have dried up right now, correct? Yeah, but you know it's. A freelance job, you could have no job for a couple months, then you can have uh, a lot of jobs in, in one month. Hopefully, it's not going to last long, <laughs> so I can sustain here. So, your family, you've, you've moved twice now. So, I'm wondering, are you staying with somebody? Are you in somebody else's home, or do you have your own space, or what? Uh, we're staying at my uh, grandmother's house. My mother ha- has a very big family. She has five sisters, three brothers. So it's 
a big family you could, you could imagine and if all like relatives uh, could gather in this house it's it would be so packed it's <laughs> like a party so everybody's okay right now is, is that right yeah so are you able to do any composition are you i will do any work either for yourself or anything else while you're there uh yeah i took a little midi keyboard like this is like this two octaves keyboards two octaves and computer headphones i also took a bit of uh expensive gear with me but it's all for recording i have no no things to record here <laughs> and as you imagine <laughs> that this house it it's old and I have little amount of electricity, so I could plug in just my computer and MIDI keyboard and that's it. <laughs> so have you created anything? Have you created any wartime music? Yeah, I just created a few sketches and I actually took uh, recordings of uh, Alarm and used in, in some ideas and played some piano chords over the alarm sound uh. yeah it's it's really hard to concentrate on music right now we are like we're constantly calling each other from different parts of ukraine and checking in and we have internet here and constantly on the news and i think it's i need to be more conscious of uh, like consuming a lot of news, I need to to have some time off because it's it's really hard to process everything right now. I can imagine, and you know, we've seen over here, we've seen the devastation of some places like uh, Mariupol, which has been leveled, and we've seen some of the bombing in, in Kiev. Have you have you been near any of that? Any bombing? I mean, not not those cities, but. I think the closest we were to the bombing, it's while we were in the city, in the in Zaporizhia. But also when we were on the road, we were close to Vinitsa, it's another big city. And they bombed the airport and the feeling and the view was like, has an apocalyptic, like... <laughs> feeling because we were stuck in the traffic jam and we were watching like big dark smoke like in the sky it's like from the movies you know it's it's so bizarre huh you probably won't be watching some of those movies after this for a while i bet <laughs> yeah we're watching everything in real life <laughs> right <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So are you, are you you still in contact with your your fan base and everything? Uh yeah, I trying to be like active on Instagram. I actually released a new track on Friday. Oh. It's called Reset and I was talking with Reza, my manager, and and we were like kidding that hopefully it's not nuclear button reset type of stuff it's it's more about like people should reset and like 
and start over like from the beginning they they need to stop this madness and start to live and prosper rather than just killing each other uh-huh. so I, I asked you this last time but i'm going to ask you again if russia succeeds do you have a plan if russia succeeds it depends what's what is their succession will be because i have no idea what's the end result for me freedom is the most important thing but i think like if the russia succeed i think i need to find a way to at least for freedom of my people my family because we we don't want to be stuck in the soviet union version 2 well it's it's interesting cuz you you've never been under the so soviet rule under russian rule right cuz you're what 28 years old now 28 yeah yeah 28 and and what ukraine was independent 31 years ago i think yeah so you've never really experienced that the full force of of russia being in control yeah it's i think russia always had an influence over the ukraine for like in soviet union after soviet union collapsed the result of their losing the influence is this war they just trying to take control over the country huh so would you be happy if the country conceded say Crimea and those two regions in the uh east to Russia to end the war or do you think Ukraine should have those back I think uh, people should decide in those region if they really want to go back and I think we don't need to fight over those especially Crimea I think we should find a, a diplomatic way to get those regions back because like Russians were going like invade those territories and there will be a lot of uh losses so there should be another way rather than start a war uh, so Andre how do you think about what you do now as a musician like in the face of all this how important is the fact that you do music is it important at all i think it's uh, like it has a different uh, levels personally it's the way to take your emotions out socially you can make music that inspires someone or have a message in the music and the music could be also political before that i thought like i'm a political person <laughs> but i think it's more about those soldiers and volunteers and medical workers and those people that are on the front line they are like super important right now and we need to support them we need to help them we need to help each other i think that's that's the first thing and then in the evenings we can make art <laughs> for ourselves or for others so sitting in ukraine yeah i imagine you're seeing kind of the same news that we're seeing and that's where you're getting your information right 
Yeah, it's pretty much the same news. Yeah. So what's your sense of how it's all going, how the war is going? It seems like Russians have a bad time in waiting, but also they're just acting like a terrorists and attacking civilians. So our government will will fail. So they just are trying to blackmail with a lot of death of civilians. They are like acting like terrorists, right. basically. I think that it's the same that uh, you're watching in the news. Uh, well, Andre, I hope you still remain safe. Yeah. You know, I, I always wonder, I send something to you and I'm always like, boy, I hope I get something back <laughs> to, know, to know you're still doing okay. Yeah, hope we are hopeful for the end of this madness. Yeah, I can imagine it's been three weeks now, right? Yeah, three weeks and almost a month. Yeah, you know, stay in touch and, uh, and I'll let you know when this is going to run. Did you hear the other one? Not not really. We We are actually packing our stuff and then we had a, a tough road it's supposed to be a one-day road and it took us for four days wow with the stops and the traffic jams it was it was a crazy road ah well incredible to us it looks like ukraine people are really really standing up to this onslaught so yeah well thank you so much for doing this sure what a terrible situation to be in, yet Vanavi has released a new single that is up on streaming platforms now. I'll continue staying in touch with Andre to make sure he's okay. Fortunately, he still has internet and TV, although it took over two hours for his interview file to upload where it would take about 30 seconds over here. In the posting for this podcast, I'll have a link to the profile feature, which we did on Vanavi in 2019. Next week, we'll be off on the Echoes podcast, but the week after, I've got Michael Stearns. His pioneering electronic album, Planetary Unfolding, is being re-released. I'm John DiLibretto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you in two weeks, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now, or whenever you want. <laughs>